Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting edition of Monday Motivation. This is Rabbi Garvinko of Project 13 live in Chicago. And thank you very much for joining us again. I have to start the podcast just by telling, sharing with everyone, uh, you know, I don't talk that much about Project 613, actually what we do, um, Jewish outreach group here in Chicago for young professionals. And there's certain moments that, of, of clarity that you just say, oh, uh-huh. yeah, this is why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, yesterday into last night was was clearly one of them. Uh, two of our beloved students, Sarah Gleiberman and Aaron Magid, uh, got married. In a beautiful. Actually, I think one of the most beautiful chuppas I have ever seen. It was a shout out to the Courtyard Marriott in, oh my goodness, where was it? Anyway, somewhere in the North Shore. It'll hit me. And it was over this lake. And... The chuppah, it was just extraordinary. You could check out uh, my Facebook page um, and also posted it on LinkedIn as well if you'd like to take a look at some of the pictures. And it was spectacular. Sarah's, a, again, a classic example of how we, we get people involved here. We had her tremendously wonderful friend and great participant, Blair Gorenberg, who found us from a Facebook ad years ago and went on our Israel trip. And then Blair referred her great friend, Sarah with whom she went to college. She got involved right away, then went on our Israel, uh, Portugal, Spain, and Gibraltar trip. She became involved in the community and really grew tremendously as a, as, as a Jewess and amazing and you know, married her college sweetheart, Erin, and uh, it was just spectacular. And it was the hope of a bright Jewish future that just radiated through that entire wedding. These, this young couple gets it. We give them a blessing. They should have a beautiful and faithful home among the Jewish people. Should be a shining light for all of us. And um, that brings us to our, our our message today of Monday motivation, which follows on the heels of an incredible parsha of Parsha's Noah of the Torah portion of Noah. And everyone, rightfully so, focuses on Noah and the Ark and the animals and the flood, etc. And But we're going to do something a little different today because there's something very, very powerful. At the end of Parshas Noach, and it's a story that most people, I believe, do know. They just didn't know it was in the same Torah portion as Noah. And that is what we call in Hebrew Migdal Bavel, the Tower of Babel. Babel. <laughs> Migdal Bavel in Hebrew and the Tower of Babel in English. The Tower of Babel. Okay. There's two things. I want to get to the actual content of what it teaches us, but I also want to demonstrate that this is a classic example in terms of the process of Torah learning that I think can help people not only with this story, but other stories. So if you if you look at the Tower of Babel, people look at it like some fairy tale, like it has no uh, relevance to my life, and it's like, oh, it's like this cute little story. And then when you read the Midrashim, it only like adds fuel to the fire. So here's what the Midrash says. So there were these, well, the Torah and Midrash together. I'll give you the composite. And basically is that these people got together, and they unified in order to build a city and a tower. Now, by the way, they built it in a valley, 
why they build it in a valley. If you're building a tower and you want to get high, why don't they build it on a mountaintop? Because Chazal, our rabbis tell us that they wanted to build from a low point, quote unquote. They didn't want any of Hashem's help. They didn't want to start with a handicap and build in the mountains. No, they were going to prove that they were going to build a tower. And then the Midrashas, and when they got to the top of the tower, they would take swords and fight with Hashem, fight with God himself. Okay, so that's how it's taught in Sunday school. And these, you know, eight-year-olds in Sunday school are like, oh my gosh, this is so archaic. Are you kidding me? What are they? What were they planning on doing? They were going to take swords and, and, you know, cut or slice an invisible deity? And then is recess, and then they leave the Sunday school room class, and it's like, Judaism is so dumb. God forbid. But now, let's reframe. What does the Midrash? The Midrash clothes things in sometimes childish or simple language. But there is a very deep message and a very deep, very relevant point for all of us. Let me rephrase what that Midrash is basically saying. Can you imagine a society that uses its technology, scientific and technological innovations, to create a reality that is totally independent of God? Can you imagine a society that is so dedicated and driven to advance their technology that they simply will expunge God and a higher power from their worldview and their day-to-day living? Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, that kind of sounds like us. Yeah, because that's what the Midrash is saying. There, what, what was the great technology of the day that they could actually build a tower that was really tall? Yeah, that was their big technology, advanced bricks, and they were going to, you know, you know, uh, architecture and engineering, and they were going to build such a tall tower, and they were going to take their swords to the top, of it, meaning to say, Hashem, we are flouting you. We know that with our technology, we don't need you. We are totally independent without you. That was the message of Migdal Bavel. Now, I went to Stanford in the 90s. This was really like the surge of the dot-com. If ever there was a Tower of Babel moment in history, it was the beginning of the dot-coms. There was endless potential. It was going, it was gonna, it was, it was, nothing was gonna stop until <laughs> the entire tower collapsed and the entire, they call it the dot-com bust or bubble, the burst. Okay, it's built back up again, and obviously technology, etc., is here to stay. And this is not an anti-technology talk. As you know, we traditional, observant, Orthodox Jews are not Amish. We have very cutting-edge technology. We actually are very much embracing technology. There's nothing inherently wrong with technology. But it's the attitude that technology is going to create a reality that I am self-sufficient, that I control my own destiny, that I am independent of God and I don't need anyone or anything else. That is the curse of the Tower of Babel. That is the great downfall that is written very clearly in our Torah. And unfortunately, people are not hearing the message today. Now, I think... One of the most humbling 
aspects about this entire COVID episode. We're, we're years into this. We're almost at 2022. The thing's called COVID-19. Okay, so it hit the ground in, in you know, March 2020 for all intents and purposes. Okay? We're still struggling. Do you know the battles and the fights over what's called fake science and real science? And you have very reputable people on both sides claiming diametrically opposite things. And this little invisible virus has brought the world to its knees. To its knees. It's unbelievable. And and I'm sorry for talking about COVID because I know it's hackneyed and everyone talks about it. But, but in this context, you're, oh, just believe the science. Well, which one? Which one? Oh, but our science is going to prove that. Di- uh, th- so whenever I hear uh, nowadays, uh, believe the science. The only thing I don't believe more is, oh, believe the latest science. The late, oh, the latest science. So that's what. Who, everything's a contradiction now. The, our tower and edifice that we have ultimate clarity in. In just listen to our science. Science is a machlokus. That's a Hebrew word for disagreements. And you can't get a straight answer anymore. And and every major organization, the CDC and the World Health Organization, they change their mind every three seconds. And there's policies and government. This and I'm, forget the politics. I'm not talking about the political thing. And the I'm talking about science and technology as an end in of itself to solve man's problems. If anything that we can take from COVID is that. Technology can be a help. It can be a healing balm to much of the burden and difficulties of the human condition. But unfortunately, it is not the salvation. It is not the Savior. That is how we treat other people. That is the guidance we get from the Torah, from the Almighty Himself, how to treat other people. And in fact, what was the outcome of the Tower of Babel situation? What upset Hashem so much? It wasn't His ego. Hashem can handle it. He was not upset per se that they were rebelling against Him. You know what really got Hashem upset? So when they burned these bricks, these bricks were very, very high-end technology. And so the Midrash tells us that when they were high up in the tower, when a, when a person would fall off and plunge to his death, they would not mourn because a person is expendable. But when one of the bricks fell, they would all stop and start crying, oy vey, we lost a brick, oy vey, now we got to slip a whole nother one up here to replace the brick that we lost. We they cried about the loss of a brick, but they did not cry about the loss of a human life. That is what was unacceptable about the Tower of Babel. And that is our challenge today, that we're so stuck on science and technology and this. Who even knows what's right today anymore or what's legitimate anymore with all the competing voices? But aside from that, when we focus exclusively on technology, we lose the human dimension. We lose that ability to see that everyone is made in God's image. And that's what Hashem wants from us. And so it's applicable, this message, in many, many ways to our lives. God willing, we will return to a life, not anti-technology, but with technology in its place. That is a help along the way in the challenges and the difficulties of making a living and improving our quality of life that hopefully will increase our love for our fellow man and not decrease it. May Hashem bless us to internalize the lessons of the Tower of Babel. And may we be blessed with a wonderful week and a wonderful life. God bless. Talk to you next week.